Welcome to the Uncommon Drive Podcast with Jeff Cross and Chad Ozie. Join us as we look at life, leadership, and legacy through the lens of sports officiating. Welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Drive Podcast. My name is Chad Ozie, and I am here with Jeff Cross. Jeff, we've already been visiting today, so I know how you are, but why don't you tell all of our listeners how you're doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, the weather is changing for us. Um, unfortunately, I did drive my car. I didn't take my golf cart. I know people are <laughs> probably going to be sad about that, but uh, yeah, hoping to maybe get some fishing in this afternoon. Wow. Um, I bought a new fishing, underwater fishing camera. Okay. So, like, you could put this baby under the water, and, you know, the... the the, the phrase they use is if you were underwater and open up your eyes and you could see six feet, this camera will see half that distance for you. Okay. So if you could see 10, then you see five with the camera or whatever. Yeah. So um, I've already had a chance to kind of, you know, piddle with it a little bit. And you can see literally, you can see the bait sitting right there. And I haven't had a chance to catch a fish yet because it's, you know, zero degrees but sure. i was out there shivering last week and you know i got all the coats on and I'm, i took a hammer to the ice trying to get through it so um and we have a little thing here called bird park Port Corey. yeah and i've been you know kind of keeping an eye on it it's been staying frozen but um i when i i was able to get in there but i went there must have been i don't know if whenever it was last week again to see if it was thawed they had closed all the gates and said no fishing, you know. Mm-hmm. So they must, I must have, you know, said, wait a second, we got guys down here. We got to close this <laughs> off. So I ruined it for everyone else. But, Way uh, to go, Jeff. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, we're, we're getting real close to the end here. You know, it's, it's winding down to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Basketball is definitely uh, on the tail end uh, yeah. of the season, you know, uh, which means several different things. Uh, one, it means that, all of these games now are magnified. Yeah. And not just, you know, conference tournaments that are coming up or region tournaments or things like that. But, you know, every one of these games that are being played is potentially somebody's last game in front of their parents. Yeah. You know, uh, it's so funny. I find it interesting. <clears throat> I had the opportunity to work my third high school game mm-hmm. uh, of the season last week. And one of my one of my partners was complaining about the fact that it was senior night, <laughs> <clears throat> because you know it might take ten extra minutes oh or fifteen extra minutes, yeah. you know, to the game or whatever it was. Um, I had a game Saturday, a uh, college game that was a that was a uh, a senior day game, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I thought how interesting it was that we kind of flipped the script at the at the high school game. It was like, oh my gosh, now the game's going to take longer and blah 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 blah. At the college game, we had a very different perspective on it. We where we said, you know what? Hey, there, there's probably going to be people get to play today that don't normally get the opportunity to play. Yeah, right. You know how fun it's going to be to see them out there. Mm-hmm. To see them getting to play in front of their family and friends that all traveled in, sometimes from states away. Yeah, right. You know, to come see this, and so instead of looking at it as a as a negative, we looked at it as a positive. Now we we did bring up that that could affect things because they may not run the offenses smoothly, and sure. they may not be as disciplined on defense. And also, we're really going to have to pay attention to stuff, you know. Um, but you know that that's a special day mm-hmm. for those people. Uh, and in that particular game on Saturday, I've had that team way too many times this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've had them both in conference and out of conference games. So I think I think uh, I think that was my fifth or sixth time seeing the same team, and and at the college level, that's very unusual right. to to right. see a school that many times. And so I know for a fact that one of the girls that was in the game <clears throat> on Saturday has never seen the floor in any of the games that I've been at. Mm. I mean, never. And not only did this player get to play, this player got to start. Mm, nice. Played the first five minutes of the game. Not just, hey, we're going to get you in for the first possession mm. and then pull you out kind of deal. <clears throat> but was in for five minutes. Got a rebound. Had an assist. Um, and... The look on that player's face mm. when they pull down that rebound and the entire team mm. starts jumping up and down and screaming as if they had just won the conference tournament championship, <laughs> sure. you know, yeah. like, that's a special moment. Yeah. You know, it really is. And and it reminds me, you know, Jeff and I were talking a little bit before the the podcast about some of the the good things that this game brings us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For me, man, that, to get to be a part of a day like that, that's a good thing. Yep. No, no those parents are going to remember that I was there. No, no. You know, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. But but I got to experience that. I got yeah. to see that. Had a long drive there. Mm-hmm. Long drive home. But in the in-between, I got to work with a couple partners who were absolutely phenomenal people and got to see some of the best parts of of what we do, yeah. you know? And uh, so that was that was really neat. That was really important, and, and I like that. And at the same time that we're heading into all these games that, like we said, now make a difference for whether or not a team makes conference tournament or not, whether or not a player's playing their last game, whether or not they get to continue playing once they're in a conference tournament mm-hmm. or postseason or whatever. You know, At the same time we've got that, we have a whole group of our listeners they're like, well, we're glad you guys are wrapping up because we've just been ramping up. <laughs> That's right. Baseball's on. <laughs> you know, That's right. baseball is being played That's right. all yeah. over the mm-hmm. place. Um, the college conference that I assign, uh, I have games. I have home games happening tomorrow. How about it? On the 15th of February. February yeah. And and it's probably going to be warmer tomorrow than it's going to be for some of our games in March and April. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's going to be good weather this week. Yeah, yeah it's going to be know, great weather. Maybe a little bit of rain tomorrow, but yeah, you know, I think uh, well, actually I don't think not tomorrow at all. So today maybe some rain, but yeah, I mean it's baseball. I mean it's I've always enjoyed the change of the seasons, and yep. I still do. Um, and this is no different. So. Um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to winding down with basketball whenever that happens for me and say, mm-hmm. okay. And I have it kind of lined up where I get a week or two of some of some uh, uh, slower times for me. Yep. And then I'm going to go right into baseball. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, because uh, I need you on the field to <laughs> cover games. So I appreciate that very much. Well, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose I'll be there. <laughs> no, it's great stuff. And so we hope that for all of you that are out there listening, whether you are ramping up, or you are ramping down, uh, we hope that you are continuing to be uncommon uh, in the way that you approach the game. And one of the ways that you can be uncommon is to go online and leave us a review, uh, especially if you listen to us through Apple Podcasts. It's especially important. 
uh, Spotify, Amazon, any other place that you uh, listen are, are easy ways for you to rate the podcast. Mm-hmm. And rate us honestly. If you think we're a five-star kind of podcast, then rate us that way. If you think we're less than that, don't lead people astray. Uh, leave us one there. But every every response is, is uh, a positive thing for us because we learn. Uh, even if there's something there that uh, that is something that we can improve on. Uh, and if you have questions for us, comments, anything like that, uh, shoot us an email at uncommondrivepodcast at gmail.com. It's, uh, it's an awesome way to respond back to us. We've had a couple really neat emails over the last couple weeks, and uh, you have no idea how encouraging that is. Uh, Jeff's had a, a, a really rough couple weeks as far as travel goes. It's made it a little bit harder for us to get together and record and things like that. But when we get messages like that, it makes us anxious and ready to get back into the, the studio and record again. Yeah. Matter of fact, let me read a review right here off right the uh, uh, Apple podcast. Um, this is from Nolan Ard, A-R-D. Okay. Uh, I met Chad for the first time a few weeks ago and thought he was a great guy and referee. I checked out his podcast and really enjoyed the content. Good stuff, guys. Awesome. So we like we like uh, these uh, reviews. They help us, you know, not want to call in sick. <laughs> like, listen, it's stuff. a fishing day. I'm not doing it. You know? <laughs> so keep them coming. That's right. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, let's kick off today. Um, talking about something that I, I know uh, hits home for you a little bit. Um, you had a, a, a neat experience this last week uh, in that you were working a game that was close to family. Family gets to come check out the game. It's always fun when we have our family and friends uh, show up and they just get to kind of like peer into the, the world of what we do for mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know it also brought a couple interesting challenges. So uh, why, why don't you share that with us? Yeah. So uh, the game I had yesterday um, was close to where my daughter lives, my daughter and son-in-law, about 30 minutes or so. Um, and yesterday being um, a, a holiday, I think maybe President's Day maybe mm-hmm. or something, you know, so my wife wasn't working either, and she was going to come with, and they were going to meet up with my daughter and um, maybe go to our game. Well, yeah. my you know my wife's like, eh, you know, I've been to enough of your games, kind of thing, you know. And she does, she's not a big fan of uh, sitting and listening to me, you know, get verbally abused on a on a, on a minute every minute basis. So uh, my daughter hadn't been to a game probably she hadn't been to one of my games since she's easily been 10, 10 oh years wow old. yeah she doesn't go very often so for whatever reason she said i'm gonna go dad i'm gonna meet one of my friends i'm gonna visit with her and, and go to your game so no problem so i uh, you know try and get some tickets at the will call uh, get it all squared away um she comes to the game i see her we all wave at her it's a whole it's really good times and then come to find out the will call didn't have her tickets or there was confusion, so she had to pay. Well, in this in this place, you have a choice between lower bowl or upper bowl, mm-hmm. $9 or $5. And she's like, I don't know, lower bowl. You know what I mean? I, it's my dad. I kind of want to be close That's to him right. or whatever. So, so uh, she came in the locker room afterwards. <laughs> I met up with her, and she you know met uh, one of my partners. And we were just visiting. It was is 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 interesting because my daughter is um, – I would say she's an introvert, but she's probably the most outgoing introvert you can. Yeah, she's have. a very social introvert. I yeah, would say, yeah, she's very, very socially adept. Mm-hmm, Absolutely. Yeah. So we open the locker room door. I'm like, "Come on in," and she doesn't want to come in. You, you could see it on her face. You know, like 
one, I don't want to see a bunch of naked dudes. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what she's thinking. We're all sitting around in towels waiting for her to come in. You know, I'm like, no, honey, we're dressed. You yeah. can you can come in. So if she comes in, has a seat. You know, uh, give her a Gatorade, and we visit for a while, and um, give her a hug, and she's like, oh, you're all sweaty, kind of thing. You know, so she, you know, it was it was fun to be able to see my real daughter in that way because she's not any different. Like, I don't care what you just went through. You're sweaty and nasty. I don't want to talk to you. Kind yep. Of so, but she had said to her friend, because she had to pay for the ticket, she goes, I don't know if I like the fact that I just paid $18 to see my dad get yelled at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, or listen to my dad get yelled at all uh, for two hours. So, obviously, I gave her the 20 I, I paid her back. You know, she's. <laughs> she, it was funny. She says, oh, dad, you don't have to do that. But I'm not going to turn it down, but you don't have to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So I gave her a Like 20. every good child should do at <laughs> that age. So I gave her the 20 to pay for the tickets, and then I gave her two more 20s. And uh, my partner says, uh, he says, well, that's a 20 for an additional hug. You know, so that's going to cost you <laughs> two hugs. So don't uh, don't think those are free. But So she, you know, made 60 bucks yeah. <laughs> by coming to this game. But in so we got some pictures. It was really great. You know, we visited just for a few minutes. and But she sent me a text in the morning, this morning. Um, and I want to I find it because I want to read it exactly. Uh, she says, um, hey, good to see you yesterday, but I'm with mom. It's hard to watch you get yelled at. Mm-hmm. You know, and it made me really think. How terrible is that? You know, one, am I still a good dad to have a job that my kids don't even want to watch me do or even probably, my guess is they probably don't even tell their friends what I do mm-hmm. because there's so much, I hate to use the word hatred, but there's so much, you know, voiced anger towards officiating Yeah, that they're afraid to even say what I do. And I, I you know, that's, that saddens me. It yep. saddens me that I can't bring my daughter. My wife doesn't want to come with because it's so uncomfortable for them. You know, the the uh, the bank teller doesn't have to worry about that. It's true. The, uh, you know, whatever, the teacher doesn't have to worry about that. And sometimes people get yelled at, you know, but mm-hmm. typically it's, it's more a professional environment. Yeah. And my kids, my family, you know, they can't. Mm-hmm. And that's, that saddens me and in, in, um, I wish it was different. I don't know that, you know, I'm the person that's going to be able to fix that. Sure. Um, but, you know, that made it very difficult. And it almost, and I thought about it on the way home. These are some reasons that I probably don't um, invite people to games. Mm. You know, I yep. don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. If you want to meet afterwards, have some dinner or whatever, a little bite to eat, we can do that. But I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable situation as we... You know, as you watch this unfold, some days it goes really, really easy and there's no issues. Even in those days, you're still getting yelled at by, by parents oh, sure. at, or fans. What are the, what's the, the fanatics? Yeah, you know, and, and I think this is a great transition to that, Jeff. You know, the, the word fan is short for fanatic, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's really important for us to be reminded of from time to time as sports officials. The reason people are responding uh, as vehemently as they are is because they are fanatical about something. Maybe that thing they're fanatical about is their school, right? Okay. 
they've been uh, they've been a University of Indiana fan for forever and ever and ever and ever. They went there when you know when uh, when they were a kid to go see a game. They ended up going to school there. They grew up there. They sent their kids there. They they bleed the was it they call it crimson and cream or whatever it is that they <laughs> yeah, they right, are right. there right you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> they bleed that. And so they are so fanatical about their team, their school, excuse me, their school, that it really doesn't matter what the sport is. Their team has to win. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's uh, lacrosse, if it's uh, the debate team national championship, <laughs> right. if it's the basketball game, if it's the whatever, you know, they they are fanatical about their school. There's yeah. other people that are fanatical about their their team you know they may not care about everything else but they love that team like uh for a long time i was a really big duke basketball fan and Mm -hmm. i was a duke basketball fan because i really liked mike krzyzewski i thought he was a great coach i thought he had some really neat leadership things and stuff like that but when duke football came on i could care less Uh, you know yeah it just didn't matter to me i i liked that one particular team so you know you could have somebody who's who's fanatical about a team for a lot of people they're fanatical about people Mm -hmm. you know and so i think that's the one that especially those of us at the smaller college level we experience a lot because some of those people that are that are the most what we feel hateful Mm -hmm. (laughs) at a game right yeah it's because they're fanatical about their player out on the court right right you know how many times have you heard somebody say, oh, well, I know who that person's dad must be because mm-hmm. a foul just got called on them and this guy stands up and starts yelling and screaming or whatever, mm-hmm. right? You know, And you see at the junior high, high school, small college level, it happens at the big college level that you're at. Right. You just don't hear those individual voices because there's more people in the arena. Mm-hmm. you know. But those people are fanatical about something. And so since they're fanatical about it, we cannot expect their response to be reasonable. Right. Because they're not reasonable in that moment. And so the thing, though, that is sad about it, and I, I think it'd be a good thing for us to talk about a little bit, is the it makes sense why they are why they are responding when we have the understanding that they're fanatical about it. Okay? The reason I I was very happy on Sunday because my beloved Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And I just want you to know, it is a personal record that we made it 18 minutes and 36 seconds into this podcast before I brought that up. <laughs> I was going to ask, too, but I figured there's no way he's not going to mention it. I, would, I called you yesterday. I'm like, well, how do you feel the day after the Super Bowl? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, and, and there are so many people who are very frustrated because there was a, a defensive holding call very late in that game that a lot of people say had a huge direct impact on the outcome of that game. Mm-hmm. That's accurate. There is no doubt that that call was impactful on the end of that game. And so for those of us who are fanatical about the Kansas City Chiefs, we were thrilled that that flag got thrown. Mm-hmm. For those people who are fanatical about uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, think it's an absolute travesty that flag was thrown. Mm-hmm. The truth is, if you look at that play and you and you put that exact same play in the second minute of the first quarter, nobody complains about that call. Yep. Nobody. Right. Every Philadelphia Eagles fan will go, yep, that was defensive holding. Mm-hmm. 
we don't like it. We don't want the flag being thrown. Mm-hmm. But, yep, that was defensive holding. So mm-hmm. then why are they so upset about it at the end of the game? Well, because they're fanatical for their team. Mm-hmm. And they don't want their team to lose. And they now see it as something that's causing us to lose. And uh, if you're interested about it all, um, former Major League Baseball umpire Dale Scott sure. uh, put a really great social media post out there about that particular call uh, and about how, you know, we're called to do a job and it doesn't matter whether it's the first minute of the game or the last minute of the game, whether it's the first pitch of the game or the last pitch of the game, you know, that's, that's our job and what we're supposed to do. And I, I encourage you to go find that on social media. It was, it was a really neat thing there, but I say all of that to say the, the reason that people get so up in arms about things is because of this, this fanatical approach that we have to things. We choose up sides we pick teams. We we do those kinds of things. And it's not right the yeah. way then that people take that fanaticism and then display it. It's one thing to face paint, to put on all your stuff, to do whatever. That's being fanatical in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Choosing to throw things at the opposing team. Okay, that's an inappropriate way to display your fanaticism. Mm-hmm choosing to verbally abuse officials and things like that is an inappropriate way Even to display the your fanaticism. Team, they're, they're verbally abusing the opposing team. Absolutely. You know, that I mean, they are calling them everything but a player. Yep. And the, I mean, the, the guys in, in bullpens in baseball. Oh, my gosh. They're just horrendous. wearing them out. Yep. And it, that's – I'm just not on board with it. So. Yeah, it's, it's not okay. But I, I think it's really important for us as officials to have an understanding of why it's happening. Okay, doesn't make it right, mm-hmm. but I do think it's a little easier for us to to kind of bear it on our shoulders when we understand the why. Now, the problem is, is that if we were in any other setting, this kind of response would not be tolerated. No way, right. Mm-hmm. That kind of response isn't tolerated in the bar on Saturday night at 1130. Right. Somebody comes up and starts yelling at the bartender for the way they just made their drink, Mm -hmm. right? And saying the things that they would say about a sports official on a basketball court. Mm -hmm. You call that a travel? Mm -hmm. You know? You You call that a bloody marriage? That's right. You know? I mean, (laughs) like, if you do that, you'd be out on your ear. You'd be out of the place. Mm -hmm. You know? But they're not those same kinds of, you know, of guardrails put in place in the sports world right now. And, you know, there, there are a lot of places. I mean, you'd, you'd face legal ramifications yeah. for what's being done. If that happened to my wife in the courthouse. Oh, my goodness. They'd be in jail. Absolutely. They'd be arrested. They'd be in handcuffs. That's right. At, at the very least, the judge would look at them and say, do you want to keep going? Mm-hmm. Because if you keep going, mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen. Yep. This is the next step. Exactly. That's right. Mm-hmm. And and we don't see that taking place in our arenas, no. in our baseball uh, stadiums. We, we we just don't see it happening. And it's because people aren't being proactive about it. Nobody wants to upset other members of the tribe, mm-hmm. you know? Because right. they're the fans, right? That's exactly mm-hmm. right, you know? And so there's not that accountability that's being held. So I say all that to then throw this back to you, Jeff. You know, you said it almost makes you not want to invite people in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I flipped the other way. It makes me want to invite people in more. Yeah. 
because I think it's the only way that people begin to see the reality of what's taking place. How many times have you developed a new friendship or whatever, and then they find out what you do, and then they ask you some questions, and they're like, you know what, I, I watch the game differently now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never going to be able to affect 10,000 people mm-hmm. to change the way they yell at an official. Mm-hmm. But I might be able to change 10 or 12. Yeah. You know? I, I, I get what you're saying, and I think... There is some truth there. Mm-hmm. But as a dad, I don't want to put my family mm-hmm. in, a, in a situation where they're uncomfortable. Sure. I may say that to maybe a new friend. Hey, yeah, come to the game. You know, yep. you know that may affect them. Mm-hmm. And um, the closer you are, the more you hear, um, and the more you, you know, maybe pay attention to what exactly is being said mm-hmm. instead of being part. Cause when you're saying things, you don't hear what other people are saying. And yeah. It's just that's be, true. You know, it's all becomes as one, you know, just blur of noise, right. Yeah. Where if you, if you listen, if you just sit and listen to what people are saying and not being part of that noise, that, uh, that noise becomes very clear to others. So I think there is some possibilities that we can affect 10, 15, 20 people throughout the course of our lives to to understand what everyone's going through. Because I will say this, that's going to be way more impactful when they come to a game and hear what they just call your friend who you just had lunch with, mm-hmm. what they just called you, opposed to come over to my house for dinner and I can tell you what they said. Mm-hmm. It's not as impactful. That's right. They, when they hear it themselves and they witness it, it's like, whoa, that's that's the real deal. So Because yeah, it's passionate when it comes out. Because, again, these these are fanatical responses mm-hmm, to things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just don't – I wish, you know, obviously if I could wave that magic wand and go back to our Christmas episode and say, hey, you know, I wish everyone would just have the composure needed to to celebrate and, and root for a team without really um, – Probably not going to pick the right word here, but without um, degrading others to make your team look better, mm-hmm. um, it it it's it, that's that's how that's how we need to operate as a society. I believe you know mm-hmm. and we we need to do that, and I I see it all the time. I see it when we're in a grocery store. We have no problem. Go ahead, young lady. You know, go ahead. I'll open the door for you. Or Go ahead, senior citizen. You go first. I'll pay for my stuff afterwards. We, we're, we're capable of doing it. Sure we are. We're just, a lot of us, are, are we struggle in a way of doing it when it comes to competing. Mm-hmm. Whatever level that is. Yep. Even in a high school game. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah Jeff and I uh, had a quick phone call when he was on his way back from his game last night. And we, we really hadn't talked a ton over the last couple of weeks, again, but just because Jeff's schedule's been so crazy uh, recently. And uh, in that we were talking about a, a game that was, was going on. He was getting some updates about the game and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. And it ended up being a super close game and all kind of stuff. And, you know, I just made the comment, well, it'll be the official's fault. Yeah, you right. know, just like, oh, no, it's not. I said, no, it's, it, it's not bad. It's just every close game is the official's fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Who the team is, yeah. what level it is, you know, every close game is is the official's fault. And uh, credit where credit's due, I was, I was really impressed with the way some of the, the Philadelphia Eagles handled their post-game yeah. press conference. Mm-hmm. You know, they they said, you know, hey, this this is what happened, and and we got beat. You know, one one play does not define a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, and uh, a lot of times we like to to rip on people when they don't respond correctly. You know, credit where credit's due. They they responded, you know, in a really great way there, because because that's true. But I would say this also, which maybe this will help. Philadelphia Eagles did respond in a positive way, you know, or in a professional way. Yeah. Some of that is because it's held over the, the league holds over their head possible sure. fines. That's right. When you when there's no chance of repercussion, you're going to say whatever you want to say. That's right. That's it. That's that's the right word. Repercussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have a high school fan who puts on social media worst call of the century. They don't have any. They don't have anything. Nothing to worry about. Yep. If something was held over their head, like, hey, we see that um, those remarks towards sports officials, you won't be allowed in games mm-hmm. anymore, or you're going to have to miss the next two. Then they wouldn't say it. That's right. But that's. I don't want to take away from what Philadelphia Eagles did and mm-hmm. and their answers, but don't be fooled. If there was no chance of repercussion. There might have been some that said worse. That, that's absolutely true. It, but we've also seen at those levels, you're talking about people that are, are making dollar amounts that if they get a $10,000 fine, that, that's a slap on the wrist. Yeah. You know, and so we've seen lots of them over the years cross those lines mm-hmm. and still do that. So mm-hmm. I, I was like, and I think you're right. I think there's some guardrails there that help keep them headed in the direction that the league wants them to go in. And I think we need to have that at every level, whether it's, you know, the AAU circuit, you know, that you're yeah. working in the summers trying to protect your to perfect your craft, whether it's the the local little league that you're working in the summer helping some some newer officials get started. And so as a as a college baseball umpire, you're out there, you know, helping these these younger guys and you're hearing the things that are coming from the stands. And I mean there there needs to be some guardrails in place to right. do that. And there are some people that are beginning to understand that. There's some some groups out there. Uh, I know you've been involved um, with, uh, is it officially minded? Is that, is that the right group? Human. Human. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Officially. And, uh, and, and that group is doing a great job of just trying to bring reminders to people mm-hmm. about, you know, Hey, this, this impacts people. This is real life. This is, you know, that we need to be held to a better standard. Uh, we saw the stuff come out of Wisconsin recently where the public address announcer basically mm-hmm. called out everybody yeah. since then there's been, I, I know in our state, uh, during uh, IESA playoffs, they had a you know a, a little different script that they would read before the game mm-hmm. <clears throat> this year because of some of those kinds of things going on, and I think those are all positive steps that we need to take. Um, but then I, I would also ask us to, as as sports officials, as people who are on the receiving end of this, man, let's let's start looking at some of the areas where where we see this happening in the real world too, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not that what we do isn't real, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, if all sports ended tomorrow, humanity would still function. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. know, mm-hmm. 
we'd be okay. Yeah, they'd be painting their face for something else. That's right, you know. <laughs> um, you know, but I think, you know, I, I, I have a family in our church uh, who back when there was, you know, all the, the difficulty going on around law enforcement and some law enforcement officers who'd made some very, very poor decisions and all. And, and that colored the way people felt about all law enforcement officials, mm-hmm. right? And and this particular officer heard just some really nasty, vile stuff during mm-hmm. all that. And I, I go out there and I come home with hurt feelings. You know, yeah. he goes out there, he could not come home. Right. You know, and his wife, you know, you talk about your, your daughter hearing, your wife hearing mm-hmm. those things. His wife was reading stuff on social media where, you know, all all law enforcement officers are this. Mm-hmm. All law enforcement officers are that. And and that's that's difficult. I think it's good for us to hear that. You brought up teachers earlier. I think there are times when, you know, uh, teachers are stuck between an absolute rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. They have all these expectations that a, a state or governing body of some sort may be expecting of them, but they've got kids that that maybe are, are from a situation that it's going to be hard to, to meet that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how do they bridge the gap and how do they do it with incredibly few resources and everything else. And back when you and I were going to school, if we got in trouble at school, we were going to get in trouble at home too, probably. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, right. mm-hmm. now you get in trouble at school, mom and dad walk into school the next day and try to get the teacher in trouble. Yeah. You know, or the principal in trouble, or the dean in trouble, or whoever. I mean, it's a very different environment than what it used to be. And so, the one thing I would love to see is that since we, as a, as sports officials, experience this at that fanatical level, man, how awesome would it be if we were some of the first ones to help be empathetic to others that mm. are facing this kind of stuff? Maybe not in the same way. Maybe just not somebody standing up calling us every name in the book, but mm. but doing the same kind of thing mm-hmm. in a little different way. And us begin to realize how important those are and, and maybe help, first of all, not participate in ourselves. Right, for sure. You know, that, that's yeah. got to be the first step. Mm-hmm. And, but then maybe the second step is help guide other people to a different response as well. Yeah, you know, and you're right. We, we, we as officials, whatever level, cannot participate in... You, you can be a fan of a team, but that's it. Yep. You cannot, you know, we, whether you just work tennis, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You cannot go in and, and go on social media or call your friends or whatever that is or go to a game and just, you know, berate these officials for doing what they're the best they're trying to do. That's right. Um, and, and I've seen it so many times. I've heard so many stories of people that our officials that are sitting on the sidelines still yelling mm-hmm. at the referees, you know, that is just, it, 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 it's something that I, I have a hard time. If someone just was to tell me the story, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah. That's how crazy it is, but I've seen it and mm-hmm. I've heard it. And I'm, and I've seen, you see social media posting you're like, man, what are these people, what are they trying to do here? What's the, what's the end goal? So, um, but, and maybe, maybe that's our fault. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So maybe the fan feels like, hey, listen, I can say whatever I want to say because I've heard other officials say whatever they want to say to officials. Mm-hmm. So what's the difference? That's right. If they can do it to themselves, then why can't I do it to them? Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's something that is getting a little bit better. I, I think especially I see it in social media platforms where there are 
you know, uh, administrators and moderators of different groups that has basically said, look, you know, we may be a we may be a, a baseball umpire group, but if you're gonna get on here and rip the Super Bowl officials, guess what? You're out of the group. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's you what know? I said. We're gonna have just, repercussions. Just gone. Right? Just mm-hmm. just done because because that's not what we're about here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think if if we hold ourselves to a higher level, you know, that's that has to be the first step. Well, and I think we also need to separate. Mm-hmm. You know, we we need to separate. We need to have enough courage. If 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 you were to post something about the officials on social media, I got to have enough courage to say, Chad, this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is unacceptable. Maybe a shot over the bow and go, listen, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And if you continue to do it, we're going to have to part ways. Yeah. That's all there is to it. And you may or may not care, right? And that, whatever official may not care, but maybe it might be like, wait a second. I'm losing friends over this. Mm-hmm. I'm losing colleagues. Maybe that might help. That maybe that might be the repercussion that that others need. But whatever, at minimum, at least I separate myself from people that are doing something that I think is is unacceptable. I don't hang out. I don't hang out with prisoners. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't hang out with people who steal all the time. So I don't. I don't do that because that's not. I don't believe that's correct. So. I think we have that responsibility, even if you're not an official and they're doing something that is, you know, not within your morals, then you need to stand up to that and say, you know, what you're doing is, is not good by me. So either you're going to have to stop or we're just going to part ways if you can't stop. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it's really important for us to then also look at, at what happens within this. And it's so easy for us to focus on the negative, right? It's so Mm -hmm. easy for us to say, well, yeah, I can't invite my family to come to the game because of the abuse that I take. It's easy to say, you know, I'm driving four hours each way for such and such a check. And, you know, nobody appreciates us and nobody, whatever. And, you know, I I call it Eeyore syndrome sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, where everybody just like that mopey little, you know, donkey from Winnie the Pooh. But, I mean, what we do in the world of officiating brings so many positives. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and now we're I getting think, to the good stuff. And I, I think at least for me, like, if the positives didn't outweigh the abuse, sure. then why in the world are you in it? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. You know, why, I don't care that there's a shortage. Yep. If you are so jaded, if you are so angry, if you're so bitter about the negative stuff going on, mm-hmm. that you feel like that outweighs the other, then retire. Yep. Just just get out for your own mental well being. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Get not not because I think you need to be punished or yeah. something. No, just for your for your health. Mm-hmm. If if you are constantly talking about the negative, the negative, the negative, the negative, and that's all you're seeing, then it's time to get out. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, we we do it. We we pay pay attention, and I, and I tell people all the time, and I, I probably said it a hundred times this year. Listen, the good outweighs the bad way by a ton. So, so what's some of that good for you then, Jeff? Yeah, you know, um, you know, just to name a few, right? I, I get to meet people that I would have never met, mm-hmm. never. If, if I was working at the steel mill, I would have never met ninety five percent of the people that I'm that I'm friends with right now. Mm-hmm. I get to go to cities that I would have never went to. Mm-hmm. I, I would have never planned a trip to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I would have never planned a trip to Pittsburgh. I would have never planned a trip to Fargo, North Dakota. 
mm-hmm. would have never done that. Sure. I got a chance to experience that and see some some local restaurants, maybe some, you know, just to, when someone says, hey, it's really cold in Fargo. I was there. I experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I get a chance to go in arenas. You know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to work at, 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 a, at a higher level where, where Hall of Fame People that are in the Hall of Fame have played on the same floor that I'm refereeing on. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to do that by the job that, I, that I've chosen or yeah. was chosen for me. So those are just to name a few. And, you know, I've, got, I've had a chance to go to friends' weddings. Mm. I've had a chance to see, to, to see my friends' kids uh, be born mm-hmm. all because we met through officiating. Now, we may not. We, we live miles apart states apart and I'm still able to experience that and they want to share that with me. So it's not about the Christmas card once a month. It's about, you know, I know my friends, kids names mm-hmm. that, that are uh, s- someone that doesn't live next door to me. Yeah. So I have that opportunity. So there's so much more good. If, if I work, whatever, you know, 60, 70 games in a, in a, in a year, there's really only about 10, that are that I'm coming out of it, not you know not I'm coming out feeling really good about what happened. I, I mm-hmm. love my job, and out of those ten, where I don't come out of it saying I love my job, maybe only two or three are like, oh, it was really really hard. Yeah. The other ones I'm probably just putting it in my head that it was harder than it sure. was. Um, so, but it brings me to a point though uh, uh, that I want to make is we as officials, we need to be very very. Um, cognizant of uh, how we handle our mental health. We need to be very, very diligent on on bettering ourselves on how we walk into an arena or a locker room or when we're traveling or we're in a hotel by ourselves for three days. We need to be very diligent on that because if we're not, we will find ourselves on you know the business end of a hospital bed because we're just stressed out and we're just so depressed and maybe a divorce you know and all these things because we're not really taking care of ourselves so if you're out there and you're an official going i'm just struggling to get through you know what i mean i hear i hear officials say all the time oh i got nine more games i just just want to do these nine more you know i i used to be that guy i used to be like yeah i'm just really counting it down not because I wanted it to be over, but more because I was looking for the change of the season. You know, it's yep. nice. I, I, I did my job. Now I'm, I'm moving to a different season. Mm-hmm. But in the, I'm finished up my 19th year in Division One. In those 19 years, I can count on one hand the times where I did not want to walk in the arena. Mm. I always wanted to walk in. Yeah. Let's go do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is what I signed up for. This is what I believe I'm good at. This is what I believe I can have an impact on others at. So let's go do that. I'm ready to do that. But very few times where I was like, I'm just not. I just can't go in or I don't want to go in. So. Yeah, I I would really encourage our, our baseball umpires that are out there right now. And hopefully, you know, you're going to listen to this this week as this comes out. Um, and you are excited about the start of your baseball season. Some of you have already been out on the field uh, or you've been in indoor facilities with scrimmages and cages and all that kind of thing, you know. And and I see your social media posts. I see the excitement yeah. about the upcoming season. So here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. I'm going to challenge you to screenshot that post. Mm-hmm. You know, 
and pull it out, yeah. pull it out when there's a month left in the season mm-hmm. and the grind is real. Yeah. You know, and remind yourself of why we do this. Mm-hmm. If you are a basketball official and you're getting towards the end of the season, you're like, I'm so tired of dealing with these coaches. I'm so tired of dealing with these players. I'm so tired of dealing with, you know, whatever, right? What, whatever it is that you're tired of at the moment, go, go back. Go look back in October mm-hmm. when you couldn't wait to get on court. Yeah. You know, go, go look at that, at that post from November when you worked with that new official who was working at that level for the first time mm-hmm. and the excitement you saw in their eyes, yeah. you know, and, and let that carry you through the rest of this season. I, it's funny you say that I take a screenshot and, you know, bring it up. Right. So this year it might've been a month ago or two months ago, but sometime in this basketball season, um, I set an alarm that goes off every day at 7 a.m. on okay. my phone. Every day. Because I always know, I mean, they're probably going to be up at 7 a.m. Or there could be very few chances I'm not going to be able to hear that alarm. And this is exactly what it says. 7 a.m. it goes off on my phone. And it reads to me, show me how good it can get today. Mm. Every day it says it. Every day. And I actually brought it up um, last week in... So Thursday, I, w- I had a game in, uh, I was supposed to be flying to a game, flying into Pittsburgh, going to Youngstown State. Well, my flight in the morning got delayed about 90 minutes, and then uh, uh, got delayed again, hmm. another, so it was like two hours delay. I'm like, I just got to drive six and a half hours. Let's just go. I don't want to miss this game. Yeah. So I have to drive six and a half hours to this game. No rental car, because they're all out of rental cars. And then drive back to Green Bay. You know, so I, my week is starting off really difficult yeah not I'm, the way you wanted it i'm to. in the locker room making myself a little little powdery drink you know that what i have before every game and and i spill it on the floor i've had to drive six and a half hours you know all these things and and i and i looked at my partners like hey you're having a tough day and i said you know i, I had an alarm and i showed them my alarm i said it says you know show me how good it can get today show me how good it can get and it you know, even though this has happened, there's still a lot of good. I made it to the game. I was able to work with people that I typically don't work with. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get to the next game. It's going to be great. It's going to be fine. This is just a little spilt powder. So um, it was. Re- it's really nice that you say that screenshot of that, of that positive post. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it a little bit further. Set an alarm every day so that screenshot of that post comes up mm-hmm. and you look at it every day. Yeah. You know, find those ways to remind yourself of why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, for most of us, I'm not going to say for all because I, I don't know what's in your mind and heart. But for most of us, the reason that we do what we do is not how far in the postseason we're going to go. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. You know, it's it's not did I get number one versus number two? For most of us, the reason we do what we do is because it affects our relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, for some of us, it affects our ability to provide for those most important relationships mm-hmm. in our life, you know, yeah. for our families. Yeah. You know, this is this is income. For other people, it helps provide extras yeah, a better for vacation. that family. A yeah, better, better vacation mm-hmm. or, you know, we get to upgrade the minivan or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, yeah, you know, right. so the kids have an easier commute back and forth to yeah. school, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that might be. Yeah. You know, those are those are things that, that we do. But, I mean, I, I have yet 
to talk with somebody who has stepped away from the game. You know, maybe they stepped away because just um, age, physical ability, whatever, it was time to retire. For other people, you know, they stepped away because they got a job transfer someplace else or a job change. It didn't allow them to officiate anymore, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Man, I just, I don't hear people talking about missing the game. All right. You know, they they talk about the relationships. Mm -hmm. Now, some of those relationships are in-game relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, man, I miss getting to see Coach So-and-so. You know, Mm -hmm. because we do have relationships with coaches while we're out there on the baseball field, the basketball court. But most of the time, it's those coordinators we've worked with. It's those officials that, you know, and I know this is an overused term, and I apologize to the people that have really done this, but those those officials that we go to war with, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, when we get out on the quarter of the field, and and I, I believe that when we look at why we do what we do, it makes it so much easier for us to focus on the positive. Mm-hmm. Because even though you had to drive six and a half hours, even though you, you know, spilled your spark all over mm-hmm. the floor yeah. or whatever else, mm-hmm. right? You're still working a game you love with people that you care about. That's right. And you're going to leave that place that night having a unique experience that no other three people are going to have had. Yep. No other three people will work in that game. Yep. You know, for those of you guys that are going and you're going to work a baseball game this week and you may be absolutely freezing your tail off, you know, you're going to be out there with one or two or three other people mm-hmm. having an experience that nobody else will have. Yeah. That game is never going to happen again. Yeah. That moment in time is never going to happen again. And so uh, grab onto that. You never know when that moment might be your last moment mm-hmm. to get to do that. Mm-hmm. We are not guaranteed another season. We're not guaranteed to get picked up by that coordinator again. Yeah. We're not guaranteed to have the health to be able to do it again. We're not guaranteed to have the day to do it again. Right. We all know those stories. Uh, but I think it's so vitally important that we do that. And and I think then that's what makes us uncommon. Because the common thing to do is complain. Mm-hmm. The common thing to do is focus on the negative. Yep. The common thing is to say, oh, I got to do it again. I got to do it again. No, I get to go do it again. And there are people that would give anything to be in my spot. Some of you right now are upset because you didn't get a conference tournament this year. Mm-hmm. Some of you are upset because you're not going to go as far in the postseason as you would have liked to have gotten this year. Some of you are upset because you're getting ready to start a baseball season where you didn't get as many conference weekends as you wanted. Whatever that might be. Do you have any idea how many people would love to have what you have? Well, I'll even argue this. It's, you know, because we're going kind of going through that now in basketball. Everybody's like, oh, I didn't get this or I didn't get that. And, you know, didn't get this email, didn't get that email. And I'm going to email this person. And, you know, we're talking about it for, you know, 30, 40 minutes in a locker room for the next week. Right. Yeah. And and my response to that is that this is a whole lot of work for one game. Yeah. For one more game. Yeah. You're doing all this for one more game. That doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to understand the body of work that you that you're getting that you've done, and I and I've said it before. What's the magic number, right? Mm-hmm. If you're if you're working whatever uh, eight conference weekends, and you wanted ten, so if you get ten, are you good? No, you're going to want eleven. You're going to want twelve, and all this energy should be spent. Just pay attention to what you're doing on a day to day basis, and go out there and go. Hey, yep, it is. 40 degrees today. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing I can do about this. I'll put as many layers as I can and the windshield's 32 or whatever it is. But, you know, yesterday's game 
when I was getting dressed, guess what I heard? The ting of the aluminum bat in the indoor mm-hmm. facility. Yeah. Like, you know, this is good. Yeah. This is good. Even though it's going to be cold this week and people are opening up, people are working in games, but, you know, it, we get a chance to do it. And I'm going to even say it a, a little bit further. Just, I can only really re- relate to basketball. And maybe you can help me with baseball numbers. Basketball, there's across the country, I don't know the exact number, but it's a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred Division One referees mm-hmm. across the whole country. You are one of fifteen hundred people in a country that is full of what? What? How many billion? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know the population of our country. You're you're one of fifteen hundred in a billion, or fifty billion, eight billion. You know, whatever the number is. The, the, <laughs> even if it was only one million, even if you yeah. only want to say the people in your state. Yeah. You know what I mean? You are such, I don't want to say rarity, but you have a, a, you have a success that no one is able to accomplish, whether it's one division in one game or 70. You've done so much more than no one else could have done, and you should be proud of that. Yeah, it's the absolute definition of being uncommon. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is because, you know, it's it's a select group. and And now, you know, we want to be even more uncommon by the way we approach what we do. So for those of you that are wrapping up your basketball season, man, go out and finish it um, with excellence. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't mean perfection, That's right? right. Mm-hmm. But make sure that what you offer is excellent mm-hmm. as you finish out this season and know that there's people that would love to be working games when you're working them. And even if you didn't get the game that you thought you should get, um, work work those last games as if they are uh, the final four. Because for somebody, it will be. For somebody, it's going to be their final game. For somebody, it may be their final time to coach. Mm-hmm. And so give them the same effort. Give them the, the same quality that you would give them if it was uh, the final four with all the lights uh, and yep. the cameras and everything else. And then uh, for those of you kicking off into baseball season, man, uh, go out there and just enjoy the start of a new season. Yeah. You know, like Jeff said, there's there's so much fun that comes from that. We want you to experience that. Uh, as you are heading into this season, we're gonna we're gonna have a couple kind of quick hit episodes. They're gonna talk about some baseball stuff and all. But as things come up, would you please send uh, those questions, comments, mm-hmm. situations, whatever, to us at Uncommon Drive Podcast at gmail.com Because we'd love to be talking about that. There's some new rule changes this year. There's some new ways of enforcing things. It'd be really fun for us to be able to talk about it on the podcast, mm-hmm. especially if you've had some situations come up that maybe are a little out of the ordinary. Uh, we'd love to be able to do that so that we're being beneficial to you all. Uh, But we know that what we talked about today is not just about being on the court of the field. This is about life. Mm -hmm. This is about leadership. Mm -hmm. This is about the legacy you leave because the legacy you leave is not whether or not you got the conference tournament championship. Right. The legacy you leave is what kind of person were you, whether you worked that championship or not. And we want you to be uncommon. That's right. Yeah. Have a good day. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Uncommon Drive Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating.